0: By
1: Split Decision! Decision! Alright, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the world famous Split Decision UK. We're here to talk about all your MMA needs. We had a big UFC card at the weekend, so we can't wait to get stuck into that one with the every man's take on the world of MMA, just a couple of fans basically. My name's Joe, I'm joined as always by my co host Matt. How are you doing young Matthew? I'm very well, how are you? Yeah, I'm all good mate, all good. Started a new job today, so I'm in good spirits. How was it? It was alright. Um, I just mentioned earlier, that IT were meant to, because I'm in the same company, IT were meant to swap my PC over, so I was ready to go this morning. Uh, they didn't do that, so I couldn't actually log on till about half three this afternoon, so it was a, a nice little day of kind of standing there doing fuck all, which you're getting paid for, it ain't, it ain't too bad really, is it? So, decent little start. Sounds like my day, but <laughs> I was actually meant to be working, so. But yeah, Good weekend. In so to report, I moved back in home at the weekend, didn't I? So we did that on Saturday. That was about an eight-hour job, all in all. So I had quite a busy Saturday. And then yesterday, got up, watched the USC. That inspired me. Steve Pay inspired me. So I got down the gym. Had a go on a heavy bag. I was all over it at the weekend. It's
0: so long moving. You don't know, realize how much crap you got. Were you ruthless with your
1: moving? Or did you pack up everything? I've been I've been the fair bit to be honest, yeah. But um, you know you know when you like clear out your clothes and you look at it, you think. I haven't worn that in about six years, but <laughs> one day I might yeah. I might need a top that I don't wear just to like get thrown away or whatever. So you keep yeah, it and yeah. then it never happens. It was kind of like that.
0: Well, I can hear you there, big boy. <laughs> I can hear you there. I always uh, use them as gym tops. That's always in the back of me, head. I'm like, I might use that down the gym one day. But Yeah, and then you wear the but same anyway, top every time you go. Anyway, should we move on to the fights there, Joe?
1: Yeah, we might as well. At last, after we've had a little bit of a... Bit of a lackluster few weeks, haven't we? And at last, USC 241 appeared on the horizon. It looked brilliant on paper. And I have to say, I think it delivered personally. What about you? I did as well. Yeah, I good one. It was,
0: it was stellar throughout, I thought. Definitely. There were some cracking fights, great repercussions, big star names, plenty of talking points, prelims delivered. So I think we should start with the, probably, I think is the biggest story, heavyweight title. Baddest man on, on the planet.
1: The baddest man on on planet. Do you know what? I'm absolutely buzzing for Stipe. I couldn't be happier. I really like Stipe. I like DC as well, but I think almost sort of to the extent that stipe has been a little bit looked over. He's defended the belt more times than anyone else, and he comes back. You know, and he didn't get that ring. Actually, he finally got it. I was rooting for Stipe and I'm well pleased for him. And then if you look at the fight, look how that went. DC pretty much won three rounds. He won the first three. To the extent that he was like, you know what, I'm not even asked about defending. I'm just going to walk in with my hands down. And I'm just going to beat Stipe up. I'm going to take all his shots. And you're looking at it and you think, actually, it's working. Because, all right, he's got his hands down, DC. But he is taking all Stipe's shots. What's Stipe going to do? The answer was, switch it to that left hook to the body. And that was it. That was game over. They just looked absolutely horrendous, didn't they? Yeah,
0: you can't take too many of them, Joe. Um, I mean, he's got a bit of a derby on him anyway, but <laughs> you'd hope that would absorb it for the rest of the round, but there was no answer to it, and uh, he was visibly in pain, and I think he finished him with a right at the knee, or the one that started yes, the, yeah. the flurry. But yeah, he was. I think the first round was pretty much dominant for DC. I did think round two and three was was a bit closer, a bit more tit-for-tat. Neither man really having their hands up at any stage. Yeah, I agree. At the window. Um, I, I thought they were a bit closer, probably with DC shading it, the first three, like you say. But yeah, to to switch it up like that so dramatically and for it to work and to get him out of there within that one round, I thought was remarkable. And I'm, like you, I'm pleased for him. He does get overlooked. He, he doesn't get the promotion probably that he deserves. But I was gutted for DC as well. I yeah. love them both, so it was hard to it was. to root for one man over the other. We said it probably ruins the Jones trilogy fight if he does lose. Personally, I still think that is, is not going to happen now because he lost. But please for Stipe with, a, with his little uh, line dance at the end as well <laughs> yeah. to top it all off. God knows he's got some moves, good. the boy. Nearly as good as yours.
1: <laughs> I guess there's some sort of Croatian folk dance, I, I, I'm completely guessing, I could be wrong, but uh, if we just go back to the fight itself, and you you look at that, it was a clear tactical change, wasn't it, because Stipe went through those first three rounds, and he wasn't winning those rounds, they were close, like you say, and then fourth round, he switched it up, and he's gone right, body shots, and it's worked, it's got him out of there, so if you're looking at that, you think, is that a plan? I was talking to my boss earlier, actually, and I was, it was like, um, fourth round, he comes out, body shots, and then that's it, finishes the fight, and you kind of think to yourself, well, you could have done that from the first round onwards, really, if you wanted to be more effective and get the job done quicker. But do you think Stipe has come up with this plan where he's going to say, right, I'm going to take the risk that maybe I'll get knocked out, but for the first three rounds, I'm just going to go to war with him, I'm just going to go head hunting and maybe try and stifle his resting a bit. And then fourth round onwards, when he's tired, I'm going to go to the body and that's just going to make it even worse. And that's where my win is going to come from. Or, so was it a premeditated game plan where he thought he'd take that risk and then reap the rewards later on? Or do you think he got to the point where it's like nothing's working and it's sort of in in fight, within the fight, he's made that decision? I've absolutely no idea, Joe. <laughs> but he would probably say that to go in the game plan
0: to go headhunting initially, what, like you say, it would be a big risk. But to tire him out, um, the risk would pay off. But I personally think it's probably just more... An adjustment? But I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's strange, isn't it? The way he sort of just flipped the, uh, the script on its head, really, and then just went for the body that late in the game. It does sort of lean towards your theory that he probably was waiting for him to tire up. And then what's the worst thing to happen to you when you're tired is getting punched in the bloody gut. So yeah, it, it. May, it may well be the plan. Um, only he knows that.
1: Yeah, that's I just got a d- good little shout from you there. I like it. I just thought watching it, it was so effective. It got the job done within one round. So, to me, it almost begged the question, well, what were you doing for the previous three? But, yeah, I guess maybe we'll find out. Maybe he'll let us know. That'd be nice.
0: Maybe he he just thought, oh, I'm going to land one here, and then DC didn't defend it at all, and he threw another one, and then another one, and another one, and DC had no answer for it, and then he thought, yeah, maybe it was just winging it. Yeah. But who
1: knows? Yeah, yeah. What do I know? So, what are you going to say then, Stepe? I guess we, I don't know, I mean, you could have a third one here, couldn't you? You could have a rubber match. Is that something you'd like to see?
0: I'd like to see it, yeah. yeah. I think I think DC sort of threw it away a little bit, to be honest, in spite of what Stipe did to change it, and he did so well. I do think that it was there for DC. He, he didn't just, utilize his wrestling quite as much as he could have done, especially after that first round where
1: it just seemed so nonchalant coasted. from that point onwards, didn't he?
0: Yeah, it was strange to watch. Yeah, from from both lads, I think they were both just sort of in the pocket, just throwing haymakers and hands down, but. I would like to see the trilogy. It's all rests on DC in it, whether or not he needs to, whether he wants to.
1: Yeah, I think so. It it's all rests one. on him,
0: really. I think Stipe's game for anyone. i probably think the Nganu rematch is probably more likely. I don't think Jones will be coming up just yet either. So, yeah, I think Stipe will get probably get one in, one more in, whether DC decides to return or not. What well, I mean, what say you?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think probably the Francis one is most likely. I think. Jones might fancy Stipe, um, but not quite yet. I think he'd probably rather pick up a couple more wins at light heavy. So I'd like to see that Francis one next. Um, and I guess mentioning what now we're talking about Francis, Stipe took about eighteen months off, I think, wasn't it since? Well, sorry, he fought Francis, beat Francis, then he fought DC within a few months, and then he's taken about 18 months off since then. And all of a sudden, DC knocked him out before. Now, DC landed flush many, many times, and he, and he couldn't knock him out. So, I guess when you look at it, the moral of the story, that, that time off that Stipe took... I mean, A, I think Joe Rogan mentioned this in the commentary, actually. When you fight Francis for five rounds and you take his best shots, even if you leave a few months in between until your next fight... You would guess this—that that trauma. That's, there's still going to be a slight hangover there. So, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say—the moral is that that time off that Stepe took. I mean, he looks like he could take anything to the chin after that.
0: Yeah, I think, but he took up quite a lot on Saturday night, didn't he? So it looks like he might even have to take a, another, chunk another of time one. off. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah. You could argue he probably took more damage in that than he did in the Ungano and the last DC knockout. Yeah. combined so yeah probably yeah interesting where that goes next what are your early thoughts on uh Stipe jones fight i'm interested to see who you think could win that
1: yeah i mean it's always difficult to to go against john jones isn't it for, for his name if nothing else but i fancy Stipe, you know i think he's he's massive he's much bigger than uh, jones he's got good wrestling he's got good strike bit strike and he can do it on the outside and i think he'll just be too big and too strong probably for john jones yeah, I can't see Jones knocking him out. No, no. At all. Um, but I suppose
0: he would rely heavily on his wrestling and he could he could work on that. I think that's the only way it is key to victory. But I'm with you. I think Stipe could quite easily get the win there. Um, it's a money fight. It's a big name. And it would certainly cement his legacy
1: as the best heavyweight of all time. Yeah, exactly. And... He's only a part-time fighter really Like you mentioned last week His full-time job is a fireman So yeah Madness Absolutely
0: There's hope for us all
1: (laughs) Okay young sir I think we're done with that Once we have a look at the co-main Because this uh, Had almost as much If not more hype around it Certainly did What do I know
0: Uh, Last week We were both sort of Casting aside Any hope of victory For young Nathan Diaz Returning (laughs) after (laughs) a three-year layoff In what world Does he win this fight I was proclaiming, yeah, and this one by decision is the answer because he <laughs> he won pretty handily in the end. I mean, I thought it was quite a rocky start for him, perhaps ran off a few cobwebs. Turns out that he's actually broke his foot in round one, so maybe that was the turning point. But yeah. that aside, I think he was still looking very impressive both on the fleet, uh, on the feet, excuse me, and particularly on the ground as well. So no ring rust there at all. Gets the job done, knocking off Pettis, who's highly ranked. So it throws him right into the mix, Joe. What did you make of the
1: fight itself? I thought it was a cracking fight, and yeah, it wasn't the way it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. I think Diaz, in the end, he's just he's just too much, isn't he? That pressure is just overwhelming. And I bet up at one seventy, he's probably got some decent power in his hands as well. You know, I think if you look at um, Covington, what he did last week, he throws lots of shots with not much power, but if you just keep getting a hit with a fifty percent, sixty percent, fifty percent, sixty percent after a while that's going to add up to essentially taking one big 100% shot and I think it was interesting in this fight because in the second round there was some kind of weird eye poke there was an there was what seemed to be an eye poke they carried on fighting and then a few seconds later Diaz was pouring at his eye and, and the rest stopped it and gave him a bit of time out and it was almost as if from that moment onwards Diaz he woke up and Pettis just had didn't get a look in from that point onwards Is his pressure's ridiculous. I thought some of the the stuff on the ground that was quite entertaining as well, but overall, it's just I think three years off and it, and he's just been partying. You know, he keeps fit, does triathlons. It's just, it's just amazing. All credits to Nate Diaz. I mean, you look at it and you think, is he going to challenge for a title? Is he that good? Has he ever been that good? Has he ever won a title? Has he ever challenged for a title or anything like that? Probably not. But if you can come back after three years and put in a performance like that. Against someone like Pettis, who's just knocked out Wonderboy, which is crazy in itself, then you, you kind of got stopped out in Nate Diaz almost. Would you make it a call out? Ah, oh, amazing! <laughs> his his entire post fight speech was just absolute gold. I was I was sitting there watching it on Sunday morning. I just had the biggest smile on my face when Diaz was going off. Like when he, when uh, Rogan said, "So you've been off for three years? What happened?" And he's just like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I was off for three years because everybody else sucks."
0: <laughs> that was, funny. Oh, that was I thought, funny. I thought
1: it was just brilliant,
0: and uh, I don't think it's as good as your impression though.
1: <laughs> I sounded like a character from Monsters Inc. or something like that. I think
0: <laughs> I did like that line. I know that's funny.
1: Ah, it was amazing. Yeah,
0: it's just, he's, he's box office, isn't he? So he is. And that fight is the call box out. office as it gets. The to call be honest, versus Nate Diaz. Um, it don't get better than that, if you ask me. It don't. I think it's. I'm sort of looking at this as sort of like the backdoor number one contenders match. Do you know what I mean? Sort of over, overlapping a lot of the contenders there, but it's the they're the fighters that, that people want to see fight for the title. So I think this will be a just main event. Poor old Leon Edwards is probably going to get a shit sandwiched yeah. here again. <laughs> I could see him fighting Tyron Woodley or Nibio or someone and having to sort of take a back seat. But you see the... Smile on Masvidal's face when yes,
1: yeah, money when isn't they, it? Diaz
0: calls can him out. See can, those oh, dollar can signs, dollar signs, mate, dollar signs all over his face yeah, there. Yeah. So and that'd be a great fight. I mean, I don't know who you would fancy there. I think Diaz has just got to do all he can to avoid any wrestlers who he's typically struggled with in the past. And you could fancy himself against any striker in that division. Um, no, I wouldn't be surprised if he could beat Masvidal either.
1: No, neither, neither would I. And, and like you said, they are the only two real gangsters in the US.C, Obviously. We all know that, you know, he's no West Coast gangster like Nate Diaz is, but I think it's just incredible. You heard the crowd when Diaz was like, yeah, there's some boat called George Masvidal. And the crowd just went bonkers. And like you say, it's tough on people like Leon Edwards, is it? If you, if you look at their body of work, you know, Diaz ain't fought in three years. He comes back, wins one fight, and we're all like, yes, give him a title shot, get him in there. And it is harsh on Leon Edwards, but even though I'm a Brit and I like Leon and he's a Brit and we always root for them here, don't we? we that's what That's what we do, but... How can you say, no, I don't don't want to see Diaz, Masvidal? You just can't. You wouldn't be a fight fan if you did.
0: Yeah, it's also, you've got to look at their ages. I think Masvidal's like 37, Diaz 34. You need to get these guys fighting before it's too late. So get him in a five-round main event. None of this three-round stuff. He's had had his little comeback fight now in three rounds, Diaz. That's what we're going to say, five
1: rounds. You don't need a title for that either. Sells itself. Yeah, I mean, that... That could headline a pay per view, couldn't it? They probably won't do no, it. They like they like to have title fights on there, but easily, easily headline a pay per view. It has to be pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. And it has to be live well, What a
0: waste of an opportunity exactly. putting two pay per view stars on Delhi. Main event, pay per view, job done.
1: Alright then, my man, so this takes us on to the battle of the bodies quite nicely, I think. What did so, you make of this slow burner? <laughs> yeah, so Paolo Costa, the newcomer, unbeaten up against Joel Romero, the veteran, not unbeaten, but just an absolute monster. It's one of those ones, because they're so big and they're so powerful, every single shot, you're, kind of, you're on the edge of your seat and you're cringing a bit when they land. I hate there were head kicks thrown in there as well, for good measure. It all just went, just went, went a bit loopy. And I, I think Costa just wanted it more. Obviously, I don't know. I can't read their minds, but from Romero's body language, he was kind of playing rope-a-dope with no ropes. For quite a long time, he was happy and content to kind of stand up against the cage, hands down-ish, and just look for counters. And I wasn't really too sure what was going on, but it gave me the impression that Costa wanted it more. And then even when you see after the fight, when the, the winner got announced, Romero didn't really look arsed. Yeah, I thought
0: that. He didn't look like a shit, really. He He's well you now. Thing. He probably couldn't give a monkey's. I, think, I like your point that he you're cringing during the fight. You're wincing. It felt like anything could explode and get knocked out at any given moment. And that was what it was for like 15 minutes. I thought, I thought it was insanity for most of the most part. Like you say, though, Romero's game plan was quite odd. I thought by the first two rounds, I thought it made a bit of sense. I thought he was trying to sort of blow Costa out a little bit and then jump on, in, jump yeah, yeah. on him in the third round which he did, but then it's almost like he threw away his opportunities. He'd get him against the cage where he could have unleashed on him, and then he was calling back to the centre again and not really doing anything. And it was like that for the rest of the round, and that was ultimately the round that probably cost him. A lot of people were giving it to Romero, the fight, but I thought he, he lost 2-1, and I think he threw it away his opportunity in the final round.
1: Yeah, I think I probably... Odd game planning. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I probably agree with you. I think I think cost Costa probably deservedly... Took it. Romero, like you say, maybe took the second. It was a very close fight, but I do think Paolo Costa did enough. And I guess if you if you look at uh, that division and where either man could potentially move forward, obviously Romero's lost to Whittaker twice. So I think, in a way, with Romero's age as well, it's probably good to get Costa to get that win and, and move himself and start looking at him to get a title shot. Maybe he gets Gastelum. We'll touch on that later. Maybe he gets the Whitaker Adesanya winner. But I think if you look at the division as a whole, it might be a little bit better having Costa win that.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. He's miles younger. He's another Brazilian. We know how big, big stars they can be for that country and that region. And he passed the test as well. So we all thought well, we've never really seen much of him. He's not beaten too many big names, but. Can't be like said, no-one beats Romero unless you're Robert Whitaker and, and Costa has changed the dynamic of that, and he's really put himself on the map, and I think he should be next in line for the the winner of that unification fight.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. I'd have to agree with you there. Anything else from that card, Joe, stand out to you? It was a few. It was a few, yeah. Sadiq Youssef is grown into a bit of a split-decision UK legend up against a very dangerous Gabriel Benitez, and if you watch this fight... Um, Benitez came out really strong and he dropped Yusef. And you're thinking, oh dear, this might be a bit of a wake-up call for Yusef. But he managed, to, he managed to weather that. He got through it and then with about 50 seconds left, he dropped Benitez himself. A nice little left, a counter right, bit of ground and pound. Nice TKO win in the first round for Sadiq Yusef in that featherweight division, which we know is always on fire. I was very impressed with Yusef. As I say, weathered a little bit of adversity up against a dangerous striker with good power. Managed to survive. It showed he's got a chin. Good little win for Yusuf, and uh, onwards and upwards for him. He probably, probably going to get himself a ranked opponent now. I Would have thought.
0: I'd have to agree. I thought it was another great fight. Got dropped, then gets up, and he knocks the geezer out. So you can't, you can't say fairer than that. No. Coming back from that adversity, as you say, and he carries some serious power in one of the lower weight classes. That's always a good sign. And another African starlet coming through. That's it. Nigerian is he? I believe he's Nigerian. Yeah. Old Sadiq. And that, that region is just popping at the minute. So it's only a matter of time before they head over there and, and put on what would be one of the one of the greatest events that the UFC could put on.
1: Yeah, oh, I think that would be brilliant. I think um, it's, yeah. Well, They've kind of done everything else now, haven't they? They've got a lot of South America. They're doing China in a couple of weeks' time. They've done Russia. Africa's kind of the last, last con- continent, really. It's the last place they haven't been to. And I think we'll definitely see it soon.
0: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Think of the names you got there: Francis Ngannou, <laughs> Usman yeah. Sadiq. It's just, it's all popping off, and uh, I can't
1: wait to actually get there. Cause there's going to be some serious talent come through there in the in the coming years. So we had a, just closing, oh, closing off our review of the of the main card. But what actually opened the main card was Derek Brunson up against Ian Hynish, and I, we like Heinish And I sent you actually his life story the other day. He writes a little blog, and it's just absolutely incredible I don't know if you had a chance to read it but it's incredible to read his life story and what he's been through but Derek Brunson turned up and he spoiled the party we know Derek Brunson's a little bit up and down but I mean it wasn't the most exciting fight if I'm being honest I think Heinish came out and I think he blew his load a little bit too much in the first round but you know Brunson managed to hang on and weather that flame and then he fought a very professional kind of experienced fight throughout if I could put it that way and got a 29-28 times 3-2-1 win on the the cards unanimous decision um, and I think he's probably his better wrestling showed, you know, i it, it kind of, whenever they would get up in the clinch, Brunson always got the better of it. And when you can just win those little exchanges here and there, he done enough. So I like Heinish, I think he's a good bloke. I think he can go far, but quite happy for Brunson as well. Yeah, another one I wrote off last week. Yeah. <laughs> proving me <laughs> no wrong, chance. yet again. This it doesn't bode
0: well for my predictions, which we'll also yeah, get yeah, into yeah. in a bit as well. But yeah, it was perhaps it's one of those fights I think he'll look back on and he would have learned from it. Heinisch and he's probably taken more from this than he would have done his actual victories. So yeah, pleased for Brunson, but uh, Heinisch
1: will be back. Absolutely. So shall we move on to the prelims because, like you say, they were pretty good as well.
0: Well, I think the standout has got to be Corey Sandhagen beating a Sun Sao.
1: Huge victory, a, isn't a,
0: it? A massive victory for the young man beating a Sun Sal who no one beats unless you're championship material. And he just dominated from start to finish, really, in all aspects, oh, whether really? it's clinching, wrestling, and the striking exchanges. Just a very, very impressive performance. He looks the total package with regards to skill set. And it's just another name to throw into this absolute mess of a division. <laughs> mess in a good way. Yeah. There's just too many moving parts in a minute, and there's about three people who deserve a title shot, and the champions flyweight so <laughs> yeah. who knows what's going to happen there
1: interim um, uh title pending i interim, believe interim interim yeah
0: yeah <laughs> interim agenda wherever it. it is you yeah. want a minute but uh interesting point in this one i don't know if you would have seen it joe during they're trying new stuff with espn it seems and megan a. levy was actually interviewing elliot marshall who's in cory sanhagen's corner you know the corner cam you get yes during the rounds she was interviewing him during the fight and i thought it was odd odd and it's just not a good idea really oh, i mean really? you see it sometimes on bt in the football football's fine do it a couple of minutes have a little chat to the manager while the games on and it's over this is this could be grave consequences if their coach <laughs> is talking to the megan O'Leary during the fight you could tell he's not interested he's watching the fight and he's just answering his questions half heartedly Obviously, it's not her fault. She's been told to do it, but I just think it's, it's something they're trying, but I just really don't think it works, and I do not think they'll be doing it again.
1: Well, you you made that football comparison, and if you, if you want to take a couple of minutes of the coach's time during a game of football, okay, there's still 88 more minutes left where you, you can try and have an impact. When it's a fight and it's 15 minutes long, if you take up one minute of his time that's a, a pretty decent chunk isn't it so yeah it doesn't really make sense to me I, I kind of skipped through it I've recorded it so I skipped through a lot of the, the faff in between they, they don't often seem to go on I find but I did notice Megan Oliva was popping up in all these different places as I was fast forwarding so I thought oh they must be trying something new but yeah I have to agree with you that one I haven't seen it or heard it but it doesn't sound like the best idea I mean they've got um, oh Wass's chops doing the bit after, the, after each round doesn't he so I just I would stick with that. Do the corner cam when in between rounds. I think that's plenty.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like that they're trying new stuff, but I think this was probably just a bit more ill-advised than some of the other things they've implemented. It's just not a good idea. Maybe before the fight, after the fight, but during the fights, a big no-no for me.
1: <laughs> Keep your uh, eye out for it, Joe. Yeah, I will. I will. What about any? What about these prelims then? Anything else you want to want to throw out there? Uh, the closer than close fight uh, delivered. It closer was than close.
0: yeah. And um, just back and forth war, really closer than close. Get, in, get the ascendancy sort of in the second half of the fight. And uh, he was looking to finish and it ultimately won him the decision. Excellent fight that was. Definitely go back and look at that if you can. And probably the big story is the the main feature prelim, Devontae Smith. Huge favorite in that. Gets knocked out in the first round by, uh, on four days notice, debutant, Karma Worthy. Brilliant name, Amazing. of course.
1: Yeah. Decent
0: barnet as well. You'll <laughs> like it, Joe, when you see it. So he, he ticks all your boxes.
1: Knockout finishes as well. You can't go wrong. A
0: knock, knockout finish absolutely dominated the mic afterwards. I was going to say, I saw all that he
1: rocked the mic afterwards as well. He had some good things to say.
0: Oh, yeah, he didn't take a breath to stop. <laughs> he, was, he was all over it. He was very excited, the young man. And it's uh, fought three weeks ago as well. And he took this on four days' notice. And uh, the sort of side story is he was training partners with Devontae Smith as well. So a lot of a lot of narrative in that main featured prelim i'd actually never heard of him so i sort of fast forwarded it when i was going through it and then i saw he got the finish so i had to go back and read <laughs>
1: so,
0: i was struggling with the decisions joe so uh, i thought you know, i don't know this is, i'll skip it and then I'll <laughs> he gets the knockout after about two
1: seconds into fast forwarding
0: <laughs> but very very entertaining fight for when it lasted and someone to look out for karma worthy so yeah prelims were decent mate.
1: i thought yeah the whole car was decent and it's um It's been a little while, hasn't it? We've been waiting a little while for something like this. I mean, it it kind of goes back to that conversation we had a couple of weeks ago. If you look at these fights, Costa Romero, Diaz-Pettis, Stipe, DC, then you look at the cards we've had during the last few weeks, you probably could have spread these out a little bit, but then maybe this this devalues this card. So who knows? But overall, yeah, buzzing with it.
0: It means there's no card this weekend, which I think is a good thing. You need to have a pay-per-view, let the dust settle, have a weekend off because it devalues the fight night card that's going to be incoming because if there was one coming this week it was another card where a lot of no names on we would not be enthused at all by it because it would just be a massive come down from what a great event we've just had so I think they're doing it right big pay-per-view big blow-off weekend off and then start the cycle again
1: nice just making a note of a big blow-off that might be a title <laughs> ah <laughs> Okay then, so I think that brings us nicely to our picks. We have a little prediction league going here every week. Each week, myself and Matthew, we make our predictions for who we think is going to win in the upcoming event. We pick a winner, we pick a method, and we pick a round, and you get allocated points for that. And at the end of each week, one person wins, one person loses. I think you all know how these things work. So at the moment, I've got an 8-4 lead. Matt, you're struggling a little bit. We drew last week, so you're just hanging on by your coattails. I'll just run through your picks this week. So you got Stipe to win by decision. So I'll give you one point for that because Stipe won. Other than that, you had Pettis lost, Romero lost, Benitez lost, Heinish lost. But you did have Corey Sandhagen by decision, so you get two points there. So you got a total of three points for this week, Matthew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I had Stipe, round four, TKO. Smashed it, mate. Three points straight out of the bat. Already equalised. I know. And then I had Pettis lost. Romero lost. Yusuf won. So that's four. Heinesh lost. Sandhagen decision. I get two there. So I have a total of six points this week. That's another loss for you, Matthew. I extend my lead to 9-4. You need to start pulling those socks up.
0: (laughs) Well, like I said, we've got a week off now. It allows me to sort of go back to the drawing board, reassess where I'm going wrong, what what I need to change.
1: That must be the most used drawing board in the history of drawing boards.
0: It's a a different drawing board. Uh, Oh, each week. Right. Right. Yeah, it's an unlucky one. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to bin the old drawing board and then get a new one in from the lucky shop and then things will start changing. I mean, we've got uh, the Chinese card upcoming, so obviously I will know all of those. Yes. And, yeah. and have a, an extensive back catalogue of knowledge.
1: That's your chance.
0: Wiley Zhang's record. So <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've been warm, son.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, so happy with that. Congratulations to me, a nice little 9-4 lead. So I think this might move us on to our weekly award. Do you want to tell the people what it is? The SOFOA
0: is the Simon Safroff Award for Outstanding Achievement. Um, we sort of celebrate both bastardry and positive input into the MMA or general fighting well throughout the week. So it could be for a a huge win or it could be for punching an old man in the face in (laughs) in a bar. But whatever it may be, you may get the award for it. Joe, it's your turn this
1: week. It is. Who are your nominees? So do you know what? I was hoping, we've had quite a few uplifting ones recently, I was hoping I could give it to someone for being a little bit of a git this past weekend unfortunately, I don't know if you... But I haven't noticed anyone being a git. Hmm. No, no. I haven't. I mean, I, I, I was eagerly awaiting in that main event
0: for Herb Dean to do something. He was looking a bit twitchy. He could that's have a, got a hat-trick. Do you know once. what?
1: That's a good... That's almost a good shout because we discussed not, it last week. He could have stopped that Stipe fight like a fair bit earlier, I thought. we. <laughs> he's just... He's. You could tell now he's definitely not stopping fights early. That is just not going to happen. You're going to get... You face-caved him before he stops it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you also had... What's his name there as well, didn't you? Um, Swaggy G. Swag... The breath.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I forgot Swaggy G. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Uh, that was Anik, wasn't it? Swaggy G.
0: Swaggy G. He announced him as Swaggy G yeah. again. I'm not
1: sure if he, he made it onto the main
0: card this time, but he did announce him saying, better known as Swaggy G or something <laughs> along those lines, which which is just obviously amazing. I've also... I've, want to give a big shout-out to Frank Trigg as well, because I've never seen someone get announced as a ref and look so pleased with himself and chuffed. We'll go back and watch it. I saw he it. I saw so it. Happy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He just reminded me.
0: He just looks like um, like happy as a sandboy. He's so <laughs>
1: happy to be there. And Fair play to him. I just thought it was funny. All is the it, refs unfold. Is he the first former fighter you can remember going into refing at this level?
0: First UFC fighter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of them, like Herb Dean and Mark Goddard, have had professional fights. Of course, yeah. But, but you've got Frank Trigg, is by far there at the highest level, which is good.
1: Yeah, it's good to see, actually. it would be interesting to see if any more come over.
0: Okay, yeah. So... Shut the jail. Get in the ref in the <laughs> <fight>.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, yeah, so uh, what ones did you see as a bastard? You couldn't see any? What were your nominees in the end, then?
1: Yeah, so as I say, unfortunately, we're going to have to give it out for for something good, which we don't always like doing. So I think as you described there, Karma Worthy, obviously A, cracking name, B, brilliant Barnet, C, amazing performance, D, great on the mic afterwards as well. So Karma Worthy gets a nice shout out shout-out. Then you've got Stepe, Stepe Miocic. What he did at the weekend is almost unprecedented. Daniel Cormier never lost at heavyweight. To come back after getting knocked out, sparked in the first round, Come back and and correct all his wrongs and come away with the victory. And like you say, the little dance he done at the end, amazing. And then my final nominee has to be young Nathan Diaz. I think if you looked at the open workouts, he's wandering around, he's smoking a spliff on the stage, doesn't really care. Gets to the octagon, puts on a masterclass, and then just absolutely destroys the mic afterwards as well. So without any further ado. This week's winner of the Tafoa is Nathan Diaz. How can you not give it to that man? Three-year layoff. Absolutely set the world on fire at the weekend. Congratulations, that man. Your awards in the post. I'm not surprised. <laughs>
0: like it, like it. I was going to try and do the impression, but it would have been a, a mere second to your impression earlier. So. But yeah, a worthy winner.
1: Can't wait to see him come back again. Hopefully, he don't get popped for drugs. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> All right then, my man, so... We haven't got any fights this week. Like I say, we've got a nice little wait until we've got USC China, which I think is a good thing. No doubt, Sunday morning, I wake up and I'd be like, right, this is a bit shit. I've got nothing to watch. But as it is, nothing to preview. So I think we should have a little bit of a look at some fight news, Matthew. What have you got for me, Sunbeam? So we've got a few fight announcements. The first one I want to mention, and I'll, I'll just preface this by saying, got no idea who these blokes are, but it is Boston Salmon versus Randy Costa. And you know we like a nice name here. Split Decision UK. This might be the most high-profile names I've ever seen.
0: I, I did like your impression. Um, not your impression. Your uh, what you called Boston. You salmon. having a cigarette on the East Coast <laughs> yeah. is a Boston Sam. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. What else we got, Joe? Do we even know what way that is, or even if they're, they're men or women? I know they're men. Apart
1: from that, I couldn't tell you anything. I'm afraid. That don't matter. The names speak for themselves. We've got someone else else returning as well. The skyscraper, Stefan Struve. He retired not too long ago, so he got quite bored. He's up against Ben Rothwell, which is a battle of the giants.
0: Yeah, when he retired, he was like, yeah, I might retire. Yeah. (laughs) Probably retiring here, but I don't know. So, obviously, yeah, he's back against Ben Rothwell in another throwback fight. It feels like it's 10 years ago again. I Personally, I'm not too enthused by it. I don't really want to see either fight. I'm sorry to rain on your parade there, Joe. But, you have um, completely just dampened I, my spirits. I am just not up for that fight <laughs> at all. I'm sure that will be on some kind of Europe. UFC fight night European yeah. card, main card, where they stick all the European heavyweights on. So fully expect that to be a, probably a, a bit of a snoozefest.
1: All right, so you just completely pooh that one. Then what about this one? Alistair Overeem up against Walt Harris. You called for it for Walt Harris. You said he needs his big opportunity now. I think you might even have said Alistair Overeem. So the UFC have listened, and that's what we've got.
0: I do like this one. I think Walt Harris has looked good. You like this one, Alistair you? Overeem just ain't going anywhere, is he? <laughs> I, was saying to someone at, I was saying to this someone at work the other day, he is probably, I think the biggest warrior in the UFC from the amount of the knockouts he's received the years he's been doing it and he just looks fine he speaks fine he loves it he keeps coming back amazingly from that Nganu one I couldn't believe he even continues to fight after that and he just keeps keeps on trucking and he don't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon whether or not he can win a title again but it's like with the heavyweight division you win two or three on the bounce you're back in there and it seems like that's still a goal of his. So it's still a massive test for Walt Harris. If you can get past him, he, he's up there.
1: Yeah, I, I like Walt Harris in this one as well. I like him. I think it's nice to see some new blood. Over him, I'm sorry to say it, and maybe it's not my place to say it. He's got no chance of getting the title. I'm sorry to... I'm raining on your parade now, but yeah, I like Walt Harris in this one and hopefully he gets it done.
0: That's uh, so a rainy parade each. Yeah. Who's going to hit the winner? What, what, other, what other fight news
1: have you got for me? So that's the only announcement. I thought I might just um, see how you feel about this one that I've got. So it's nothing confirmed. It's all kind of social media. But apparently, Darren Till wants to fight Kelvin Gastelum on his middleweight debut in UFC New York 244, which is in November. So on a personal note for me and you, we were hoping to get tickets for that one. If this fight goes ahead, we got no chance. All the scouts will be all over it. So fair play to them. Um, but secondly, I mean... Why on earth, I guess he's a fighter, he rates himself, as you would, but why on earth would you want Kelvin Gastelum to be your first fight at that weight?
0: Yeah, I, d- I don't like the fight for him as well. Get- I suppose you could argue that he's a small middleweight. He's probably an overblown welterweight, Kelvin Gastelum, but he does the business up there. Yeah, that fight we've had just showed these chops and his wins against Wiredman, Bisping, he's He's no slouch at all. I don't know if Till just wants to get that high-ranked opponent just so he's straight into contention, or if he overlooks him just thinking that he's an overblown welterweight. I don't know, but I just don't think it's a good matchup. I think he needs to do the slow burner up there, fight someone a bit lower down the the rankings, and build himself that way. Even if it's just one fight, just get used to the the body being that much bigger on fight night and the day before and the fight week. I don't know, I'm thinking it's a risky move because
1: you lose this one, that's free on the bounce
0: and that's never good.
1: No, I, I agree with you actually and I don't think it's because we're doubting Darren Till. You know, do you know what I mean? We, we're not saying he's not good enough. That's not what we're saying at all because I, I believe, I think you probably do as well, that he's more than capable of becoming a, a, a champ later on. I just think something like Brunson, a Brunson fight makes much more sense. It's, just, it's a test, isn't it? You're going up in weight, it's your first fight at that weight You've got to see how you go, I think. I mean, all right, if you fight Brunson and you absolutely obliterate him in 30 seconds, fair enough, no harm done. Then you can go and fight Gastelum or someone else if you want. But for me, someone like Brunson would make a lot, lot more sense at this stage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I completely concur with what you say. I think we both feel we could quite easily win the fight, but I think it's probably a more risky investment in his career, particularly at such a young age. What's, what's the rush?
1: Yeah, I agree, I agree. So
0: just make Get the slow burn, maybe go for an older fighter, maybe someone who's a bit stylistically more matched, like, I don't know, you a Hall or somebody like that, and, and slowly make your way through as opposed to jumping in with the Lions from the offset. <laughs> I think it's, I, I, I've said it to you before off the recording, I think Anderson Silva's the fight to make. I think it's stylistically perfect matchup, he's still got a bit of a threat, people will sort of poo-poo that and rain on that parade, but if he beat Adesanya earlier this year, he would have had a title shot at Anderson Silva. So he's not that far removed from the, the upper echelons. And he hung in there for a decision with him. I think you've got the Brazilian link there between the two fighters. I, I think it would be a great main event or co-main event for a Brazil card. But as it is, it looks like they're going to go down a different route.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I, guess, I mean, nothing's announced yet, so we'll just have to wait and see. From my point of view, that ends the fight news this week. Um, we, we did say we've got no UFC this weekend. We do have a little bit of boxing, Anthony Yard. He's up against Kovalev. Uh, I think this is on BT, and I believe the the card starts at 5pm on the Saturday. So a nice little kind of watchable time. Massive opportunity for Yard. Biggest fight of his career up against a legend. A bit of a legend that is Kovalev. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you are into your UFC, you think you like a bit of boxing as well, then I'd, I'd recommend getting stuck into that one this coming weekend. Sweet. Bank holiday, yeah. it It is. It is. Got anything planned? Uh, I have. It's my auntie's birthday, so we're going out for, for that, basically. All the family getting together, so it should be good. Lovely jubbly. Who the Irons got? Uh, Watford. Away. Yeah. Winnable. Not, not a great one. Mm-hmm. Winnable. <laughs> yeah. <a> bit
0: boring. <laughs> it's not like Spurs going to City and smashing them and uh, getting a two-all draw.
1: I know. VAR assisted, two-all draw. Love
0: it. I love it. So.
1: All right, then. So, I mean, we ain't got any questions to ask about what we're looking forward to this weekend. So, I guess we better wrap this one. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get out of here, Joe. Yeah. I think it
0: was a good weekend of fights. Uh, you, you, it lived up to expectations, let's put it that way. It all it all delivered. Nate Diaz returns in emphatic style on the mic and in the, in the cage. Calls out Masvidal. We've got a new heavyweight champion. Costa announces himself. Sadiq Youssef announces himself. Brunson keeps ticking along and uh, there's plenty of rains on, plenty of parades. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, so that is it from us this week I hope you all enjoyed listening Thank you very much for doing so If you could go on iTunes and maybe leave a review 5 stars, subscribe, that would really help We can get this whole thing growing Get some of you involved as well Otherwise you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify And if you like a bit of social media We are on Instagram Just search for Split Decision UK there And you'll find us And we'd love to have a little bit of chat with you About the MMA, about USC And see if you've got any good picks, any good bets You can give us for upcoming fights Other than that, we'll be here same time next week. Won't have any fights, but we'll we'll think of something to come up with. Thanks for listening. Slayer.
0: Nice, Apple.